thought-provoking stories, and insights from around the globe by your favorite athletes. This is the Athlete's Obsession, brought to you by Obsesh. Welcome to the latest episode of the Athlete's Obsession, brought to you by Obsesh. As usual, I'm your host, Dalton Allison, and today we have a very special guest, Coach Rafael Chilius. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Dalton. It's Monday, ready to get after it. First thing yes. Monday morning. Ready to get after it, and you're getting ready to go to Spain, is that right? Yeah, heading to Spain with USA Basketball East, uh, taking a bunch of college players over to commemorate the 30th, 30th anniversary of the Dream Team playing in the Barcelona Olympics. Wow, that is going to be such a great trip, and we're going to talk a lot of basketball today, so why don't we just get right into it? I'll ask you the question that I ask all of my guests, and that is, what is your obsession? It could be non-basketball related or basketball related. I'm obsessed with the process. You know, whatever it is I'm doing, I get obsessed by the process, not necessarily the outcome, but when I get dig into something, I'm really, really focused on the processes that gets me to the end, so that's my obsession. That's awesome. And, you know, getting better or even starting the game of basketball is a process. So we're going to dive into your story a little bit. I want to know, what is your first memory of the game of basketball? Actually, my first memory of the game of basketball is a picture. There's a picture when I was a little kid that I didn't really recognize that I got older. I was probably two or three. And I have a shirt on that has all basketball players on. I think Dr. J's on it. Um, so that's my first memory of even thinking about basketball and seeing that picture when I was little. Did you have a favorite player of that era or any that you studied growing up? Absolutely. George Gervin, the Iceman. Um, and they actually called me that in high school because I, I never missed free throws down the stretch of games, but I love George Gervin. And when was it that you started playing basketball? Probably seriously four or five, something around there. Like basketball is a big piece of our neighborhood. Um, so I would go down and watch all the older kids play. And I probably became obsessed with the game when I was about four or five years old. And growing up, you were in the, the DMV, right? Which is a huge area of basketball in the United States. Yeah, it's the basketball. To me, it's the basketball mecca. Um, everyone, just about everyone you go, man, woman, and child, they know something about a really good basketball player in the area. Basketball is huge. Yeah, and I think just as a little side note, a really great story that honors the, the legacy of DMV basketball and everything that's good about it is I Came as a Shadow by John Thompson. That was such a great book. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to read it, but it's a really great story. Yeah, absolutely. I, as soon as it came out, I got my copy. And, you know, for me growing up in that area, you know, all the old time players that maybe people nationally never heard of in that area just seeing those names and remembering some of those, you know, we thought they were mystical stories growing up, but seeing that they were actual truths in that book was huge. It was really cool to read too, as someone who comes from New Jersey, which also produces a lot of really great high school basketball talent to read about a really another hotbed of high school basketball talent in the country. Speaking of coaches, did you have a, a coach or a mentor who inspired you to pursue the game at a higher level? Yeah, you know, I had quite a, quite a few people in my life that were like that. But in terms of a coach, it was actually wasn't my specific coach. It was the women's basketball coach at my high school, a gentleman named Warren Crutchfield. And he, at the time, 
I don't know how old he was when I was in high school, but he seemed very old. And he still was running in senior masters, like um, track events, turtles, you name it. And he was just so um, impactful because in the summers, you know, when we weren't in school, he would drive to your house and just pop up on you and to make sure you're doing the right things um, just because you went to a school. He was unbelievable in the way he just coached the game. Um, and I watched him coach basketball. It just, they played the right way. Did he ever give you uh, a tidbit of advice that has really stuck with you? Actually, he, he put someone in front of me and gave me a tidbit of advice. Sam Jones was a great player for the Boston Celtics, lived in the area. And I guess one night I had a, like a, a bank shot um, from a 45 degree angle. And he said, that's your shot. That is your shot. He said, whenever you get to the, an angle and get in mid-range, that's your shot. And he actually brought Sam Jones over to the gym because that, I guess the, the bank shot was Sam's thing to, to show me how to shoot a proper bank shot. That must have been an awesome experience having a, uh, a player who's legendary in the area come in and look at your game. So coming up through high school, you ended up playing college ball for two seasons at Lafayette. What was the, the college basketball experience like for you? Well, I was actually at Lafayette for four seasons, but I had injured and redshirted one season. But I loved it because there was such high standards academically there. And then the basketball piece, you know, you just learn so much about yourself. Sometimes when your team is not as successful as you want, you still learn what you're made all, all what you're made about, what you're made of. And that's what Lafayette did, presented me a lot of challenges to see who I was as a player and a person and what type of person I wanted to be in the classroom. Now, as someone who's experienced college basketball as a player and then as a coach, what is the difference in the college basketball experience from when you were a player to when you coached recently? I think all the ancillary stuff around the game now, you know, when I played, there was no social media. You know, when you heard about a really good player, you'd have to go to the store and wait for Street and Smith's magazine to come out or Athlon Sports and go look them up and read about them or newspaper or every now and then there might be a clip on the news about someone who's really good. So everyone was almost like some mystical being when they were a really good basketball player. Now it's, you know, instantaneous, you see it. And then obviously with all the uh, NIL and that type of stuff in the transfer portal, that just really wasn't a huge thing uh, when I played. And I think sometimes, and not the best way, I think athletes, you know, basketball, whatever athlete, get distracted by a lot of externals today that we didn't have uh, in the past. But in the same vein, I think a lot of the kids become um, the ones who can push past all the external stuff, have a, a, a deep level of resilience and focus, because if you can not be distracted by all the distractions that are available to kids now, uh, you're going to go somewhere. I think that's a great point, because there certainly are a lot of distractions. And with social media and cell phones, the distractions are there all the time. So oh. it's, it's certainly important for athletes to stay focused nowadays. So after some years in Canada, you started your U.S. coaching career at West Nottingham in Maryland before moving on to South Kent in Connecticut. So what was it that made you pursue high school basketball coaching? Well, every, every coach I ever played for, from the time I can remember, always said that you're going to be a coach because you really, really study and know the game and you have a way with people. And so even in college, you know, you're pursuing – different things in college. And it just dawned on me, like, I, I love this game so much. I want to be around it uh, for the rest of my life. And I know I'm not going to play in the NBA. 
So what's the best way to get involved and then to help other kids achieve their dream? You know, I, I'm still in my neighborhood, only the third person to ever go to college, play anything. And so that was huge for me to try to get into a, a field where I could give back and help kids uh, reach a dream that I made. At South Kent, you developed multiple NBA players, including Isaiah Thomas and Dion Waiters. What goes into the development and really molding of a high school basketball player at the prep level? Um, I think it's the same at every level. If someone wants to be great, it takes a lot of work, you know, and uh, there's, there's, uh, there's a video out there where Chris Beard talks about it. You know, he never coached a 330 guy. And that means that the guys who just show up at 330 for practice and they don't work on the game outside of that, you're only going to be so good, you know. And with here, I teach our guys to get that, we call it the sickness, you know, develop a sickness for whatever skill it is, whether it's reading, whether it's mathematics or basketball, you have to develop an obsession or a sickness about the game that's going to drive you to work super hard every day and not just super hard, really smart, figure out the ways that's going to make you get better sooner than the people in your cohort. What do you look for in a player when you know that a player is going to become elite? So there's players that separate themselves from other players at the level. What do you look for in those players who separate themselves? I look for consistency. You know, guys who come to work and do the same thing every single day, no matter how they feel, if they have a headache or they got in an argument with their girlfriend on the phone, that they just come to work. You know, the time they get between the lines, it's work time and they understand that. That's their time, that's their sanctuary to get away from everything, but it's also their time to really grind it out and get better. And you, like I said, the elite ones, they just have a sickness about the game. Like sometimes you have to say, man, can you talk about something different today? Like you're walking around and they, all they want to do, and, they, and they're very curious. Um, those are the ones who really end up being really good. They ask a lot of questions about the game and not questions just to say, oh, I'm asked crucial questions so he thinks I'm interested in basketball, you know? Guys really, really, really um, make it to where they can be elite are very curious. Now, following your first time at South Kent, you held multiple positions at a couple of NCAA colleges, including Washington, Villanova, UConn, and ECU. What was your highlight of being involved again in NCAA basketball? Um, I don't know if there was a singular highlight, but to me, at the end of every year, seeing guys graduate. You know, people always talk about graduation rates in college, and I happened to be at places where they took graduation seriously, and, and guys went to class, and they did what they were supposed to do. And I guess my highlight, after the fact, you know, Isaiah Thomas left his junior year, and he promised us that he would still graduate on time. And that first year during his rookie year uh, with the Sacramento Kings, he still took classes online and made sure he graduated in his, in his four years of college. So that was incredible because a lot of players talk about that and they don't do it. And he did it. I mean, as a coach, what is it like for you to see players like Isaiah Thomas and, and Dion waiters and others, not only succeed in playing NBA basketball, but also be successful people in life as well. That's most important. I think sometimes um, in life that you, um, you can play different roles, right? You, you, you can be the person who um, tills the soil and opens it up for it to be fertilized. You can be the person who fertilizes the soil. You can be the one who pours water on the soil for that plant to grow. And when you see that happen for your former players and you had them at this stage and you see where they are, you know that you played some role 
whether it was planting the seeds, watering the seeds, putting it in the sunlight, whatever it was, it makes you feel good that whatever you helped instill in them played a big part in their success. After your last season at ECU, you returned to South Kent. What led to your decision to return to the high school basketball ranks? Well, there's several things going on, but the biggest, biggest piece was guys on the board here at two former players on the board. And, you know, I started this program. I didn't start school, school's been since 1923, but I started the elite level basketball program. And over the last several years, it was going a different direction. And a lot of the players, they come on chill. We need you to go back and put us back on the map. And, you know, my daughter's getting close to entering high school. And so I wanted to be able to spend more time with her and stuff. So it was just like a natural progression. And now we're back for sure. Awesome. So now what, what are your, what's a typical day of practice like for your players at South Kent? The typical day is they're in the weight room. They have skill development sessions, but practice time is a real, real focused time of every day. Our guys know we're going to do 20 minutes, 25 minutes of defense. Doesn't matter what part of the season we're in, you know, then they know I'm a coach who will take time away from the X's and O's part to continue skill development, because it doesn't matter what you run if your kids don't have the skills to do it. And so every day in practice, we're going to have 15, 20, 30 minute slot of skill development. And then once we lace them up and decide it's time to knock heads in practice, we play with extreme levels of pace, intensity, and toughness. That sounds like the makings without a doubt of an elite basketball program. So before the high school season starts, or at least before you start playing games, what's next on the calendar for you, Coach Chill? Um, well, tomorrow I'll leave for Madrid to go coach with those uh, college players in USA basketball. And then our guys return August 21st. And the preseason, what happens a lot here is a lot of strength and conditioning and skill development sessions. And also it's a time where college coaches descend on our campus like no other after the first Wednesday in September um, for recruiting and watch our guys play open gym. So that's, that's a time for people to really have a chance to show what they do and grab scholarships. That's awesome. And in 30 seconds, tell me what you love most about being a coach. The thing I love most about being a coach is to watch someone go from not being able to do something that you know they can do, that they don't think they can do, and they get there. And they only not only get there, but they master that thing that they once thought there's no way they could do. That is coaching. That is teaching. That is knowing when you have great students who listen and they're going to try. That's my favorite part about coaching is watching someone go from literally zero at something to mastery of that thing. And if a coach or if a player were to book an experience with you on Obsesh, what would they expect to receive in a session with you? The number one thing they could receive from me is the truth. You know, a lot of people don't have truth tellers around them and they tell people what they want to hear. But whatever that thing is that you want to reach out to me about, and if you upload a video and show me film of yourself, I'm going to tell you the truth. And sometimes the truth doesn't feel good, but the truth will always, if you take it and learn from it, it'll make you better. So that's the number one thing to always hear the truth from me. And lastly, Coach Chill, if someone wanted to keep up with you on social media, keep up with everything that you're doing and even your basketball team, how would they be able to do that? Uh, me personally, at Coach Chills at, on Twitter and on IG and with my team at Southkin Hoops on Twitter and IG. 
Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day today, Coach. I really appreciate you coming on the Athletes Obsession. Thanks a ton. I appreciate it.